Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, it's just Stephanie and I sharing some stories and giving you updates on our podcast. And at the very end, we have a funny guest call in to the show. Hope you enjoy this episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Friends, we want to encourage you, wherever you listen to this, please subscribe right now so this content will come to you. If you haven't already, we also want to encourage you to rate or even write a review for us on Apple Podcasts. This would help us out more than you know. And if you enjoy this podcast, would you mind sharing on social media and invite others to be part of our community here? If you tag one of us or our business page, then we can then even repost it. We are so thankful to you for listening and sharing with your friends and family. Steph, welcome to episode 60. 60, and I am so much happier at 60 than I was a few weeks ago. At 58? Yes. (laughs) Because, Because we've had some big excitement happen over the last week with guests. We were concerned. We, you, I totally was. Are always concerned. No one's going to say yes to us with guests. I just get so nervous. And with the holidays and everything, we weren't hearing back from people. So I started getting super nervous about it. Yes. And you and I recorded three in a row. Yes. Just us. And oh, I get so nervous, you guys. I'm like, no one's going to want to hear about us. What are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? There's nothing to talk about. And you you always have to calm me down by my babe. No one's saying yes to us. Yes. I'm so nervous. And you're like, Stephanie, it's the holidays. People are starting to get back into the routine again. It was tough to get people scheduled. And then that following week, guess how many people said yes to us? Nine. Nine yeses. Nine yeses. Stuff. We actually recorded four episodes. We recorded three episodes in one day. from, And then we had another one. The day before. Oh, wait. You're giving me the hand. Including this. We've recorded seven episode stuff over the past eight days. Have we really? Seven. Yes. And of guests who have said yes. Now, we have not officially booked anything on the calendar yet. Yes. But we've recorded seven episodes. And we pretty much are booked with guests out to almost the end of April. And right now, tonight, as we record this, it is Sunday, January 31st. Oh, that's So, so awesome. Yes. So, you are feeling better about I this. I feel so much better. But, oh my gosh, you guys, who we have recorded is phenomenal. It's been fun. It has been so much fun. These guests that you guys are going to listen to over the next several weeks, months, are so much fun. Like, I can't tell you, express to you guys how incredible these guests are. Every conversation we've had here over the last week, Steph, you have been on the edge of your seat. Yes, I have. As we're recording this conversation, because it has been that fascinating. So we'll start with the first one. Okay. Philip Anthony Sainz Hall. Oh, you guys. Guys, this individual is a former enforcer in the Italian mob. Italian mob or Italian mafia? Is it, is it different? Kind of the same thing. Is it the same? Okay. The mob. Mafia. Doesn't he was matter. Enforcer. He was so a bad guy. I had a conversation with him. So he called me to kind of vet us, I think, into get an idea of who we are yeah. and make sure that we were legit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he called me from Texas. 
we had maybe a eight to 10 minute conversation. And in the course of that conversation, he informed me that he's been shot three times. He's been stabbed seven times, has a plate in his head from taking a crowbar to his skull a few years back, and then was a fugitive for four years on the run. And he asked, like, how much time do you need? I'm like, can you give us 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and we'll edit it down? Well, that conversation stuff went on for an hour and a half. You guys, it was an hour and a half. I don't know if Flew I said by. anything. I honestly don't know. I think my mouth was open 95% of the time. I was, like Kevin said, on the edge of my seat. We had all these things we wanted to discuss with him, and we didn't get to anything. We had just, yes, we had questions that we could ask. Yes. But the conversation went completely different route. Yes. Which is fine. It was amazing. I love it when that happens. Absolutely. So we spoke for an hour and a half. So this is like going to end up being two episodes with him. And you guys are going to want two episodes because you are going to want to hear his entire story. It's incredible. But we could have spoke to him for five hours if Absolutely we wanted to. Absolutely, we could have. And we still would be on the edge of our seats. Yes, we would. And so thankfully, he said he's got a speaking engagement in Dayton, Mm -hmm. Ohio here coming up and maybe the next month or so. So it would be awesome if we can actually go meet him in person. Absolutely. So hopefully we make that happen. Then we had a conversation with Spencer Saylor. Oh, you guys. If you don't know who Spencer Saylor is, you need to look him up on Instagram. On Instagram. He's phenomenal. His story's incredible. I cannot wait to bring that to you guys. So we had had a conversation a few weeks ago with the founder of Jenny's Ice Cream, Jenny Britton Bauer. And as I was looking through her Instagram, his popped up uh, based on my searches, Mm -hmm. right? So Spencer Saylor. And so I'm looking at his profile on Instagram and he is the founder and executive chef of the Wizard of Za Pizza. Okay. So then I ask you, hey, have you ever heard the name Spencer Saylor? And immediately they're like, is that the owner the Wizard of Zon. I'm like, yes. And you're like, make it happen. I'm like, Steph, I don't know this dude. And you're like, I don't care. Make it happen. And I'm like, okay, I will try. I'll read. No, no, no. Don't try. Make it happen. Then do it. So thankfully, he said yes. This young man is all of, I think, 27 years old. Opened up his own pizza place this past year. Ended up having a six-month wait for his pizza because the orders just went crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, throughout the conversation, he said the wait list, 4,500 people was on their wait list to have their pizza. It's, incre- it's an His incredible story. Amazing. Incredible story. You it's guys are really going to enjoy that. Very impressive young man here in Columbus. And uh, that's going to be a fun conversation for you to listen to. Then we spoke with Mrs. Stacy McKay, who is Columbus radio royalty royalty this lady has been in radio pretty much her entire life yep. and she's on the morning show on sunny 95 and we were so honored and so blessed that she said yes to us to have a fun conversation so she i mean steph she has interviewed how many celebrities celebrities presidents presidents mm-hmm. she's she said she's had she's spoken to you know george w and president uh, barack obama and the clintons and uh president ford N- yes that's right. right president ford and just just fascinating she will give you some behind the scenes stories of like what it was like to meet john bon jovi yes right what it was like to meet steve martin and what they're like behind the scenes and just just an absolutely kind, incredible Classy lady, incredible woman that had some amazing stories to share. Mm-hmm. Then we had a conversation with 
Lisa Bradley, who yes. is one of the co-founders of a company called R Riveter. You guys, her and her business partner, Cameron, were actually on Shark Tank for their business idea of making purses. Yes. So they are military spouses and they've been on the move like every 18 months, right? So Lisa was saying she's been at 12 different locations in her, her husband's career, right? And so she's got she's got a degree, she's highly educated, but the problem with her and Cameron is when they would go to these new cities, a lot of times they're small towns, okay? And they would go for interviews and these companies are not going to hire them knowing you have moved so many times. So why would I take invest, the time yep. to invest in you six months to train you, get you up to speed on this corporate job, and then you're moving six months later with your husband? So they came up with the idea of creating an opportunity for military spouses to be able to make income for their families. So how they go about doing that is such a cool and phenomenal story. And she gives us the behind the scenes stuff of what it's like to go on Shark Tank as well, which was pretty cool. And all the prep cool. work that she went through, her and Cameron, and the anxiety building up to that show and from the panel on Shark Tank. So very cool, very, very cool stories with them. Absolutely. Then we have other guests who have said yes to us, who we have not officially booked yet, but the people who have said yes to us stuff. When I've got an email from their PR reps, their executive assistants, it has literally made me run around the house in excitement because I'm blown away that people are saying yes to us. Yep. I am blown away. It's pretty cool. So we've attached video clips of conversation we had, just a couple few minute clips with, with people that we've met with. And Steph, this go around, we've got almost a 60% yes rate. So the fact that I was so nervous two weeks ago, like wanting to throw up, now we're okay again, right? Yes. Oh, we're booked out through the end of April. Oh, that's so good. Well, I have to shut down our invites because we're good. No, we never have to shut off our invites. I always like to be, I like to have a lot of, in like our bank. Steph, that's what? three months out. Honey. I know. I still like more. <laughs> I still like it more because I don't want to have to think about it. I would rather just keep it going. Up. I know. We are good. Oh, it makes me so nervous. We'll send out more invites. Okay. Thank you. Give me another month and a half. Okay. okay? And we'll deal. send out more invites. Okay. That okay? makes me happy. Let's talk about what I did not expect this podcast to become. One, I did not expect this podcast to be, I guess, a tool where we would start many new relationships and friendships with guests. Mm, so true. That has been surprising from guests asking us to go to dinner, mm -hmm. right? Any you guests have been local, guests sharing how they've wanted to meet us, yep. which has been surprising, guests thanking us for inviting them. Which has been so cool. Like we were so honored to have them on the show. To say yes. And then for them to be th so thankful for us to have them on the show has, it has been, been really very special. surprising. To guests like a Joe Serio, <gasps> right? Love Who has Joe. become what I think is going to be a very good friend of ours. Absolutely. I mean, this, this man has texted me back and forth, uh, whether it's during high state football games or, or, Asking me to read his manuscript on the book that'll be coming out in March to sending me cupcakes for, for my birthday, which was incredible. Oh so, my goodness! I mean, he lives down in Austin, Texas. Yep. Knew our address and researched 
dessert places in our area and sent you a dozen cupcakes on your birthday. Yep. Which it was, was amazing. Incredibly thoughtful. So nice. To how we've been connected to people yeah. has been amazing as well. So think about this stuff. We went on a podcast to promote this show mm-hmm. with Dr. D, right? Who has his own podcast in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. So he had us on there. And as I was prepping to go for us to go on that, I wanted to listen to an episode to see what the format was like, what the personality of the show host was like, just to know what we were getting ourselves into. Well, the episode I listened to was a 911 dispatcher named Joe McCarvel, and he had he was very fascinating. His experience and his background, I'm like, okay, I bet that man has some good stories to share. So, Dr. G then introduced us to Joe McCarvel, who we had a great conversation with, who then introduced us to Joe Serio, mm-hmm. who we had another great conversation with, who then said, hey, you know what? You should talk to this other person named Philip Hall, who is an enforcer in the mob, who who knows who he's going to introduce us to, yeah. right? But just going from person to person to person to person, and all of them have been incredible Amazing. people. Yeah. Absolutely incredible people. I did not expect that, it's right? It's very cool. To have conversation with guests, and then the media like, you know what? You need to talk to this person. You would you would enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And that has been very cool that people that had fun having conversation with us so much where they will recommend us to their friends. Yep. So I did not expect that. All right, Steph, I got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. So what's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> <laughs> a distant second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good was. book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book? Honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes & Noble. Yes, and? And our website, KevinAndSteph.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. So listeners, some of the feedback we've received is one, for some reason, you enjoy hearing just Stephanie and I. Which and our blows stars. me away. And I'm still shocked by that. Yes. Right? So with that in mind, every fifth episode is going to be just Steph and I having fun conversations with each other and sharing some of the stories that we have, right? From our crazy life that we have lived and experienced. So every fifth episode is just us. So episode 60. Here we are. Here we are. Again. (laughs) The other, and then part of that is a lot of the stories that people like seem to be about our family and about our kids because there's a lot of families listening to this. There are moms, married couples who like hearing about our kids. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what I want to do, Steph, let's go through a couple stories that have happened over the last few weeks. Okay. All right. So we'll just go child by child here and see where this goes. Okay. And stop yawning, babe. I am not putting you to sleep right now. Okay? <laughs> so act like you're enjoying this conversation with it's me, please. It's so much fun. <laughs> so let's start with Tate. All right? So in a prior episode, we talked about how rambunctious this little two-year-old guy is. And again, 
we are not pretending like we have the most rambunctious child Absolutely of all time. Not. Okay. We totally get that. However, to us, he is pretty, pretty rambunctious. Okay? Especially if he doesn't have a nap. Especially if he doesn't oh, have a nap. So he's not a good listener though. An example of that is we moved into this rental house. Mm-hmm. Okay. This past year. And within the first week, we had to install three new locks on this house. Not for burglars, but for our two-year-old to keep him inside the house. Why is that, Kevin? Because one of the very first days we were here, I'm up at like 7.15 and I hear this ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. And someone is ringing our doorbell like a crazy person. And so I'm thinking, who is this? Please tell me this isn't like Amazon Prime, UPS, or maybe it's a neighbor. Who knows, right? So I go down the steps, open the door, and guess who's there? Our two-year-old is outside ringing the doorbell like a two-year-old would. And the locks on this house are not as child-proof, apparently, as our old house. If you guys could only see the death stares I'm giving my husband right now, I was not home. I had to go in for an early work assignment, so I had to leave. My husband was in charge of our children. So when he told me this story, you guys, I wanted to rip my head off. Oh, I was so <laughs> mad. I'm like, first of all, how did he even get outside? He's like, babe, it's not my fault. These deadbolts are not childproof. And I'm like, Kevin, he should not even be getting to the front door, unbolting the lock without you being so close behind him. Steph. I'm not following this kid throughout our house all day, every day. I mean, I was like brushing my teeth upstairs, honey. It doesn't matter. Let's just say I might have had words with my husband when I got home that day. Words? Is that what you're going to call I'm it? I'm going to say that. Not so nice words, honey. It was not nice words. It was not nice it words a, at all. It was an intense conversation. It was very <laughs> that's how we're describing we're it. describing it that way yes yep. so yep. then this week i go to leave the house to go to work the story side church uh-huh. and go to put my shoes on and guess what i step in i go to put my left foot in my shoe and i step in food inside my shoe and immediately like what is this that i just stepped in and so stuff i take my foot out and i look inside and it's obviously tate had put the remainder of his breakfast in my shoe, because it was probably time to get his shoes and his coat on, and he just stuck in my shoe that was there by the door, and then I had to clean out peanut butter and the oatmeal, whatever he had in his mouth, out of my shoe. Yeah. So, we find stuff like that all the time yeah, with this we kid. Do. Just we a do. wrecking ball If he right is now. done with his food, it doesn't matter where he's at. And currently, he's supposed to be at the table, but he likes to hide food and... We always find it. But I just want to backtrack from the incident of our son ringing the doorbell. Do we have to go back to that stuff? Yes, we do. You can't just let that Because go. from now, there's a deadbolt on the door, on like the actual like heavy-duty door. There's a lock on the doorknob. And now Kevin's installed another lock that's like a chain lock where if he gets through the other locks, he can't like... He's not tall enough to reach he's it. He's not tall enough to reach it. So... We now have multiple locks. So when you see our doors in this house, you're thinking, oh my gosh. They are paranoid. They're paranoid <laughs> of <laughs> burglars burglar. breaking in. No, no, no. We're paranoid of our two-year-old breaking out. Pretty much. So little L, I love taking 
the kids out on one-on-one dates, right? And so she had learned her address, her phone number, her birthday in preschool. And so as a reward, I told her if she can learn all of this for a class that week, that I would take her on a date with mm-hmm. daddy. Okay. So I reserved some time to go ice skating with her during the public skate session at the chiller. And so we go there and stuff. And you know, the session's an hour and 15 minutes. Okay. And of course, it takes forever to get skates on L and little kids. And then, of course, the skates don't fit. Then you got to take them off, go get new ones, then put them on. And those skates are so hard to put on stuff. It's the one where you just, you wrap it back and forth, back and forth. And then it's long shoelaces. So you got to wrap it around the shoe and tie it. And it's just, it takes forever. Uh-huh. It takes forever. So finally, we get on the ice. Okay. And of course, she is just walking, like walking across the ice, okay? <laughs> this little five-year-old with her bicycle helmet on, just walking across the ice. And she starts going so fast that she ends up falling, okay? So this is the second time we've gone this year. So she falls in the ice, and I showed her how to get up and how to fall as well. So you're not going to put your arms down when you fall and showed her the proper way to get up so she doesn't get run over, okay? So the first couple times she does good, well, then... the you know, as we're going around a loop on the ice, apparently she gets tired after falling three, four times. Okay. Well then after that fourth time of falling, every time she fell after that stuff, she would fall on the ice and then just act like she's dead <laughs> on the ice, just would lay there frozen. And the only thing moving is like her eye, right? Back and forth, back and forth. Like daddy, help me up. It's so I'm like, L, you have to get up, honey. Why? Because we don't want anybody running over you. Okay. So she gets up. Then steps. she would go another 30 feet. Fall. Again, acting like she's dead on the <laughs> ice. Right? While everyone's going around. I'm like, oh, please, honey. Get up. Okay. So she gets up. Then step would go another 30 feet. She falls. And again, she's playing dead on the ice. And so then I have to have the conversation. Honey, you cannot just lay on the ice and play dead every single time. You have you will get hurt, honey. You're going to hurt somebody else. They're going to trip and fall over you. We cannot play dead. And so we had to take a few timeouts again into the penalty box. Aww. Just her and I. Back in the penalty box. Just to have a quick timeout, rest, relax. But needless to say, stuff. we didn't make it the full hour and 15 minutes. We Does may have left me. a little early. I was exhausted. Now let's talk about Emmy, our nine-year-old. Mm-hmm. So Emmy is so much like you. She's amazing, right? So your mom told us a story about Emmy and her nephew, Sam, from the other day. So you had to go get a, a COVID test. I did. Right? Mm-hmm. For you, work. Yes. Because someone there... Was exposed. Was exposed. No, not oh, exposed. not exposed. They he... Tested positive. Tested positive for COVID. Yep. Which exposed the entire staff... Yes. ...in your office. So yep. the entire staff had to go get tested. Yes. Okay? And so you had explained to Emmy what the COVID test, what you had to do with taking the swab into your nose. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the next morning she got picked up by grandma to go to school uh, with all the kids. Mm-hmm. So on the way to school, Emmy's telling her cousin, this COVID test is pretty much the same thing as the time that she had Sam put a straw up his nose to see if he could drink water into his mouth <laughs> through his nose. And your mom was like, wait a sec. One, when did you guys do that? And two, that is absolutely not the same thing as taking a COVID test. So that was funny. Yeah, but she's like, but grandma, it was just a science experiment. It's okay. 
Friends, we want to encourage you, wherever you listen to this, please subscribe right now so this content will come to you. If you haven't already, we also want to encourage you to rate or even write a review for us on Apple Podcasts. This would help us out more than you know. And if you enjoy this podcast, would you mind sharing on social media and invite others to be part of our community here? If you tag one of us or our business page, then we can then even repost it. We are so thankful to you for listening and sharing with your friends and family. All right, Steph. We always love, love having conversations with our good buddy, Adam Bennett. Yes, we do. He makes us laugh. He reached out to us and said, hey, I've come across some stories, small town stories he's come across that are odd, funny, that he wanted to call in and share with us. I love it. So we are privileged to have our good buddy, Adam Bennett. Thank you, my man, for joining us here. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I'm here with... Small town news and news of the odd. Uh, basically, I just uh, want to read some stories with you Please. because I'm never satisfied with you know what the media wants you to know. I dig deeper. I ask the probing question that's probably on your mind. Of course. Um, to get the soft underbelly of the real America. Love All right, All right. So, hit us uh, with the news, my friend. From, uh, from the former village, now city of Johnstown. Here's small town news. All right, so here's one. Uh, Dateline, December 20th, 2019, Rochester, New Hampshire. Okay. So uh, this is from their police blotter. A local preschool had a bit of a scare. So employees at the learning center reported a man across the way who stands at his window for hours watching the center, making parents nervous. Uh, Upon investigation, the police ID'd the subject as a cardboard cutout of Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Just uh, that's from their police blotter. <laughs> so, but then, okay, so is it the kindergarten cop that's looking out the window? Right? Is it? Yeah, is, is it, it Terminator? The is it the Terminator? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, man. no, but uh, but that but that begs the question: if if they're this intimidating, why didn't Maria Shriver use cardboard cutouts of herself to keep that frisky housekeeper? Oh, Adam. <laughs> Have you seen that kid Arnold had with her? Yeah. Oh my gosh, they're twins. <laughs> they oh. literally are twins. Oh my god, that's oh, true. Dude. Okay, here's here's one more recent. I, I my source has got a little more current. Okay. So January fifteenth, two thousand twenty-one. Big news in the world of magic. All okay. Right? Been a while, right? You know, David Copperfield. I don't know who's doing magic anymore, but per Reuters, it was one hundred years ago this month. When magician P.T. Selbit sliced through a wooden box and sawed a woman in half on a London stage, a trick that took off and became the most influential and most famous illusion there's ever been. Um, which kind of begs the question, didn't that Chris Angel mind freak guy do the best twist on this trick when he got a few divorces and half of his cars disappeared? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Magic. Divorce lawyers cut people in half every day. I don't get any credit. <laughs> um, Dateline, January 21, 2020. A video game arcade in Japan was awarded a Guinness World Record for the largest number of claw crane machine games in one venue with 477. 
Oh, the claw. Okay, the claw crane machines—the ones that pick up like never toys work, or goes to pick up a toy and then drops it as soon as it totally gets airborne. Yes. Okay. How many? So yeah, absolutely. Sega Shinjuku Kabuchiko. <laughs> I think I said that right. The company's arcade in the Kabuchiko district of Tokyo was awarded the Guinness record after installing 477 UFO catcher claw crane games in its facility. Um, follow-up question would be. Uh, did it also set the record for the most number of dads yelling? Yeah, I know. It's designed not to work. That's how they make money. I will buy you the Hello Kitty bracelet on the way home. All right. If we can just get out of here. Which begs the question Has anybody ever seen someone win at that game? I've never seen somebody win that game, Steph. I think I've seen once. And, and the once. worst, the worst are the ones, those claw machines where inside's got like PlayStation, Casio watch. Right. Yes. Watches or these high end, high end, you know, prizes in there. You're just like, there's no flipping way, no flipping way. If it's not going to carry a little teddy bear out, there's no way it's picking up that PlayStation (laughs) that's inside there. For sure. Oh my word! All right, want me to do a couple more? Please. All right, Mac Allen, Texas. I believe that's Texas. Yes. Uh, when packages started disappearing from doorsteps in a Mac Allen neighborhood in March, homeowners suspected thieves. Surveillance footage soon identified the culprit, a stray dog. A video posted to KRGV shows the pup waiting until the mailman had driven away, then trotting up to a door and carrying a package away in his teeth. It's kind of funny because nobody would ever expect a dog to steal a package, said 10-year-old Abby Garza. Yeah. So uh, a follow-up question I would have, a kind of a two-parter, um, can any dog be trained to do this? And do you think my Yorkie could lift a PlayStation 5? For <laughs> <laughs> personal. <laughs> very specific. Very specific say. request here, Yorkie. Uh-huh. <laughs> not, for, not for the masses. <laughs> so it's just sort of my thing. <laughs> Let's see what I got here. I think I have one more. All right. Um, Oh, here we go. So you know the scene, a fast food jungle gym. Small, smelly kids running everywhere with the odor of a million tiny feet forever embedded into the plastic. Plastic balls flying everywhere except for where they're supposed to be. Yes, it's a ball pit. Tons of fun, but you know what would be even better than a regular ball pit? Make that ball pit about 20 times larger, say the entire ground floor of a house. One man, Roman Atwood, originally from Millersport, Ohio, oh, no. even though this happened in L.A., actually did that without telling his spouse beforehand. <laughs> so he makes a video, and Atwood is at home while his spouse is out for the day, while she's out shopping. And without telling her, Atwood takes delivery of several large bags of plastic balls, which he and friends spread all over the ground floor of his house. Hilarity and good times ensue. Which begs the question, um, was the joke worth it once the man realized... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was worth it, buddy. It was worth it. You knew it would cycle back. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Adam, you know we have kids listening to this show, right? Well, splice us into the one with the mob guy, you know? 
Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to support this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts. You can rate and review this episode. Also, for those who have asked us how to financially support, you can go to kevinandsteph.com and order one of our books of You Met Her Where. Thank you so much for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. 